You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The car feature with Jacob Mushokwa. Jacob Mushokwa is in studio. How are you doing? All right, what's happening? I'm um, so excited. <laughs> I can see. <laughs> Where's all this energy coming from? You must were you driving something that got you ramped up surprisingly not <laughs> <laughs> you're in your same old ride i'm in my same old ride but what i should tell you about is what i was driving about two weeks ago first off we all hate you okay continue oh, okay <laughs> it's fine so so um it's a car that's actually not going to get released in south africa but um, how uh, but let me tell you there's a whole story behind it vw south africa has given a few journalists over the past two or three years the vw e-golf so basically what it is is a golf 7 tsi that's what you look at that's what mm. you see but it's all electric it's fully electric right mm. i thought oh this is great going to be spending the next 10 days with this amazing electric car i won't lie to you it was one of the worst experiences ever. <gasps> what? I kid you not. <laughs> so what? can I tell you what I was going to say? What were, so what were you thinking? I, I could have said to you before that I'm a purist. Yes, yes, yes. And being a purist, like, you must actually drive stick shift and put in the clutch. Like, for me, I like to hear the... Bur- I want to smell the, yes. the diesel or the petrol. So my thing would have been like, ooh, is it not taking away from the, the, the niceness of driving that car? It kind of does at times, but at other times it's actually quite cool because it's this quiet thing that just creeps up on you. I mean, I remember uh, leaving the dealership where my coffee shop is at and there were guys that were crossing in front of me, but they did not even look back. Mm. And I had to be like, beep, 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 and hoot. <laughs> and also when I left home every morning, I'd also hoot because in case the dog or the cat is underneath the car, you don't yes. hear it start. It's oh, very wow. silent. It's like yes. a silent creeper. Yes. So I needed to attend one of the biggest VW festivals in Bella Bella. Yes. Varambat. <laughs> yes. And um, I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. I'm going to take the e-golf there. Yes. I promise you, I did like not think that you have to put so much planning and so much uh, forward thinking to make sure you get there and back with either a single charge or a contingency plan for charging. Yes. So I literally left Joburg at 6 a.m., half past five in the morning to be at Menlin. Menlin is the last charging point you can charge. To go to Bilabila. Oh, at that is Pretoria. it a jag? Is it a jag? No, 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 no. It's it's, it's it's a little at an office park. No, no, no. This one's at a mall. Oh, I think it's yes, yes, Main yes. Mall I know exactly where it is. I've seen it. There's restaurants around. Yes. It. Yes. Got there, plugged in, no problem. Sat at Wimpy, had a breakfast. At nine o'clock, it's time to leave. I've only got about two hundred kilometers range. Now yes. you must understand, from there, it's about one hundred and ten k's to Bilabila. Make it all the way there. By the time I get there, I literally have 11 kilometers of range left. Ah. Range anxiety kicks in. I get to the event. I plug the car in. The problem with plugging it in on a normal charger like at home, yes. it, it, it just doesn't pump up enough, enough electricity. It needs a oh, refaze. Yes. Long story short, I couldn't leave Bila Bila come Sunday afternoon. Ah, because I had to book. there was no, not enough power. Not enough power. So I had to book a night. And I uh, had to go park there at uh, Warm Butts Forever Resorts, uh, charged the entire night. And then in the morning at 7 a.m., got into the car and came home. Disaster. By the time I got home, I was on zero kilometer range. Ha, ha, Do you ha. understand the sweating, the panting, the, the, unbe- panic. the panic that was happening? My palms were setting all the way from, I, I don't know, as soon as I on-ramped. <laughs> There by that set last on ramp, you know? Yes, I know. That all, all the way to the south of Joburg, Xavier. So <gasps> you can imagine it was it was a proper disaster. But what I've learned from this and what a lot of people need to also understand is that 
it takes a lot of planning. And unfortunately, our infrastructure doesn't even accommodate that kind of planning. Mm. Towards the end of the time I was test driving, then I did more research by going to all the different malls. I found that Hyde Park has got a normal charge. Melrose Arch is a normal charge. But then I went to the likes of Mall of the South and I went to Four Ways Mall. They've got DC charges. DC charging just basically means three phase and it gives like it gives the charge like super 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 charge is so, it like a is it like the cell phone charger that charges your phone very quickly very quickly so i got you in an hour boom i'm like almost on 200 kilometer range so every second day i was at mall of the south just plugging it in 45 minutes i've got 200 kilometers boom it was beautiful so that made a lot of sense i i bet I bet while you were driving there to Bella Bella, watching the kilometer range decrease, you're like, sir, I'm sorry, I'll take the petrol at any price. I'll pay Literally at any liter. price, I'll take it. I'd rather that than be stuck. Well for, for me, the issue that I have with that whole experience is like when you go and pour gas, it doesn't take much time out of your life. True. Yeah. Now, like exactly what you said is that it has to be planning it so is. you have to say okay when i stop here to charge 45 and, and that's if it's three phase yes. but if it's not three phase we're booking a night imagine booking to sleep you're driving to limpopo and you must book halfway, halfway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry that's so funny but the planning is what i learned it's so funny like even even my girlfriend she phoned me like a few days before she was like you want to go out for dinner tonight i'm like yeah sure no problem then she's like how about we go to hyde park so that you can leave your car ah, charging there guys. and then you and i can take a drive to greenside <laughs> and i was like oh man she can stay she planned around my charging of my e-golf so it was one of those things. If you're going to plan to go somewhere, you got to know, yes. you got to know that when you get there, is there a charger? Can I pull out an extension yes. cord and charge? Or is there another contingency plan? So inside? the bad experience is not actually the car, but it's more the fact that getting around South Africa is not really at that level where yes. you can charge anywhere and it's three phase and it's yeah. quick and all those things. Yes. So would you recommend the car? Even if it's not available in South Africa, there are people that probably can afford to try and buy it. Oh, like abroad and ship it here. No, I think there's a there's a million other options out there to choose from. Like there's there's so much. Volvo's just released now an XC40, which is also fully electric. There's there's too many options to go for. And then from the VW stable, and the reason why they did this was they're doing this research project to get all the feedback from everybody else, yes. uh, including us. What what it's about and what they'll be releasing for South Africa next year is the ID4. So ID4 is like a it's in between like the look of a new Polo and the the VW Up. It's it's a very different looking car, and I think. They're using that platform to introduce a fully electric electric offering from Volkswagen South Africa. I got you. I got you. O double one double eight three zero seven zero two. Jacob Moshokwa is in studio to do all of your car evaluations, or if you need some advice from him, maybe you're upgrading or downgrading your car. You can also use the WhatsApp line o seven two seven zero two one seven zero two. 702. The car feature with oh. Jacob Moshokwa. All right, we have Murray in Edenvale. Hi, Murray. Yes, Harley, how are you? Good, thanks, and you? Yes, uh, could you give me a, a, a price on a vehicle? It's a Honda Jazz. It's 2013. It's a 1.2 Comfort with about 75000 on the clock. Uh, how much you want on the car, boss? <laughs> what's, what's the best price I can offer you, boss? <laughs> uh, just getting it up here, Murray. Um, so the trade on the car, you're looking at 77,700 Rand. And retail, you're looking at 89,500 Rand. 
But okay. I'm going to tell you something now, which is quite interesting. These cars are very popular, my brother. Very, very, very popular. So in terms of you trying to get the money you want, I think anywhere close to like 95 or 100, you could even call for that car. Oh, especially wow. with that mileage. These cars are very popular. The Honda Jazz is very, very popular. They're like, they're like okay. solid, solid cars in terms of maintenance and terms, in terms of like comfortability, etc. So yeah, I think you should aim between the 90 and 100,000 Rand mark if you're selling privately. Okay, excellent. Great. That's really helpful. Thank Murray, you. what is the reason that you want to get rid of the car? No, I don't. I want to buy one. And I'm just checking what the pricing is like in the market. I see. Oh. I see. Okay, so you, oh, we thought you're on the positive side and the one that's going to be getting a great deal. Okay, all the best thing, as you know, that that particular car is in demand. Uh, Murray in Edenvale, thank you so much for that call. And Jacob, you know of a... You, you and I have a, a, a fight, a, a pending a fight, yeah. <laughs> a pending fight that is <laughs> happening off air. So, and I can say this, you know, and, and of course, uh, all of you can give us a call and get some advice. So I wanted advice from Jacob and maybe you can share with us, Jacob, if, you, if a family just wants a small little runaround car, mm-hmm. second hand that maybe they're going to buy cash. The budget is between 50 and 100, maybe even a little bit less. Mm. So in my mind, I always freak out about mileages that are six figures and up. Okay. And I always freak out about cars that maybe are older than 10 years. Mm. Maybe dispel some of those um, thoughts that I have about cars that are too old or have too much mileage and maybe there are brands that are like this is a solid car you'll be good with it even if you're not trying to ever sell it again Mm. but it's a solid car that you can keep and have all right so here's the thing um what you need to look out for as well is service history um ownership um you need to look at things like uh, the reliable brands you know the reliable brands the japanese brands the yes. the, the toyotas etc the, the the hondas the fords uh, if you stay around that part and you look for service history you look at how many owners the cars had it doesn't matter if it's got two hundred fifty thousand. and check if it was owned by a woman i'm just saying because <laughs> old woman <laughs> you you say what because women generally do not do interesting things with cars true you know and for me and and i could be wrong most of the women drivers i have met their cars as in i'm not talking about them having shoes in the back and makeup <laughs> i'm talking about like their cars are just well looked after yeah. limited scratches they they're more careful yeah yeah that's that's always a bonus but i mean sometimes it's not very easy especially if you are buying from a dealer maybe who does keep cars that are around a hundred thousand rand or eighty thousand rand but things like ownership so important like one owner, one previous owner. That's an important thing. And then the mileage as well as the, why, the service why, what, what is affected by there being more than one owner? You just don't have a lot to track. You just, you just find out who the owner was. And chances are the owner is the 75-year-old uh, woman who used yes. to own this, this Golf 2001, Golf 4, 1.6. Yes. Um, the mileage just hit 100,000. It's one of those things that give you peace of mind. And then one important thing as well is there's nothing wrong with getting an external warranty. There's never anything wrong with doing that where the warranty covers uh, the, the engine, if anything major within the engine brakes or the gearbox yes. or even some of the service parts like clutch and brakes, etc. Um, I, I love a lot of what companies are doing out there where they're giving you that additional warranty for your insurance, for instance. Yes. And that just gives you peace of mind. Instead of you spending... 18,000 Rand to do a clutch change or, or something mm. on the car. Um, you've been paying a 250 Rand or 280 Rand a month. And then come 12 or 15 months, it's time for your car to get serviced. 
they cover it. Yes. So yes. warranties are so, so, so important. In that way, you could even get into a, a Golf 6 GTI, for instance, because you know that if the Megatronic does get messed up on the DSG gearbox, chances are these guys are going to cover, if not 100% or 80% of, of, uh, of, of fixing it. So that does give you peace of mind. I got you. So there's a WhatsApp here from Mo. Who says, hi, Jacob and Rilev Khile. Yeah, I totally felt that Bella Bella anxiety of yours. <laughs> I was actually planning on getting an electric car. Your feedback was insightful. Thank you. You left me in a pickle, though. Aish is what the person says. We're taking your calls. All of your car evaluations give us the mileage, the make, the model, and the year, and we'll be able to help you out. 702. The car feature. With Jacob Mushogwa. 011830702 and the WhatsApp line 0727021702. Poppy in Lanasia, hi. Hi. Yes, go ahead, Hello. Poppy. Thank you. I have a car in evaluating. It's an Opel Extra 1.8 Sport, uh, 2006. Oh, Poppy, just repeat that. You said in. Opel Astra 1.8 Sport, 2007. Yes. 2006, 2007. I bought it in 2007. It's okay. Like 2006 model. Yes. And on the clock, I have 196,000. Okay, cool. Uh, 2006 Opel Astra 1.8. The trade price, you're looking at 64,000 Rand on the nose. And then. Sorry, repeat it. 64,000 Rand. That's the trade. The trade, yes. And then the retail price is 71,200 Rand. Oh, thank you very much. You're most Appreciate welcome. Appreciate it. Thank you, Poppy and Lanasia. Tabile in Montana. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks. And you? I'm all right. I'm driving a Tucson um, Hyundai. The mileage is 233,582. It's a 1.6. 2009 model. Okay. You're saying it's a Tucson? Yes. 2009? Yes. I've only got here 2 litre GLS, 2 litre diesel. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Tell me, it's okay. We didn't expect you to get it exact. I do the same thing. I I still don't know know. my car's model. So many times, I just never know the answer, but that's the one. I feel you, babes. <laughs> you can't condone this, really. If you're going to call the show and Jacob's on, just at least be specific so I can give you specific retail values. Um, okay, so 2009 Hyundai Tucson 2-liter two GLS. Uh, the trade price is 79100 and retail is 91900 But I have to say, with mileage like yours, I don't think you should expect anything close to about i don't know i think what would be fair would be about 65 70 thousand at a push okay that's not too bad i actually thought at some point i'd get a 20 but that's not too bad no 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 it's definitely not worth 20 i I mean unless it's been like bashed and battered and it's a woman she looked after her car i get exactly thank you it it looked very new thank you so much cool can i just ask what are you looking at getting have you uh tested the new tucson yet um, okay, so my, my challenge my challenge is when I got this car in 2009, I was paying about 2,500 a month. I see. And I mean, it's a, it's a nice car. I really like, love it. I feel like I got value for my money. Yeah. But when I then started shopping for a car around 2017, I just felt like cars were so expensive. Yeah. 
you know? I hear and you. I've just been sitting on it, and I'm just, I, I don't know what car to then buy after this one. You Ooh. know, in the of getting the same sort of value okay. 10 years late, you know? Okay. Tabile, I know that feeling uh, uh, of having paid off a car and not wanting to buy another car. Like the only way I could uh, upgrade it cars is because somebody hit me and my family is like, how's the car? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to Ntebocheng in Fosloras. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? Good, thanks. And you? I'm good. I'm looking to buy, I love these old cars. So I have found this RS4. What? 2008 model, you know, what? that limited one that was released, mm. only a few of them were released. It has about 142,000 K. What's so wrong, Jacob? <laughs> What's wrong? Hey, man, hey, man. That's the, that's the B7 RS4. Um, yeah, legend. Yeah. Legendary car back yeah. in the day. It's, it's like a halo car. When I was in high school when mm. these cars came out, that, um, the BMW M3 and so, the, the C63. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have taste. You have taste. Okay, so in terms of an idea for pricing, um, the trade price on the car is around one eighty six nine hundred, and retail is around two hundred and sixteen thousand. But because of how the car is so iconic and it was a big deal, especially in the Audi stable, um, you should look at paying at around paying around two fifty. If it's very clean, maybe two eighty, maybe even three hundred thousand. I know somebody who bought one at two eighty nine, and the reason why he bought it was because it was a station wagon. Station wagons, there was only ah. thirty two of them available. So um, th- that's going to be very hard to find. So anything between okay. 260 and 300 would make sense uh, in terms of pricing. Okay. All right. Because I was already looking to offer 220 because they were asking for 250. So I thought I was negotiating. I was thinking the guy was cutting above the weight there no. a bit. But because I know how iconic that car is, I was saying if he doesn't, I will have to fold. But if you say that's around the price range, then I'm, I'm comforted. Thank Take you it. so much for that. Hey, don't, don't doubt okay. your negotiation skills when they were saying, I'm a negotiator, babes. Let's go to Ntabi Singh and Soweto. Hi, Ntabi Singh. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks. And you? Um, I just wanted to know what is a trade-in on, uh, what is a trade, how much would this be for a trade-in for a Renault 1.2, Renault Capture 1.2, 2019? Mm-hmm. Renault Capture. Capture. Kilometers? Uh, 52, 672. Um, hmm. Okay, let's see. I'm just loading it up here. Why are you getting rid of it in Tabi Singh? I, I didn't really, I, I, I don't like the, the boot, what do you call it, the bonnet opener is on the left and it's a bit of a struggle over, all the time and I don't really like it, you know. Why, why are you opening, wait, the, oh, as in like when you're at the garage and you need to open. Ah, it's, in the, it's on the passenger side. Yeah. Ah, ha, 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 no, I get rid of it. Some cars are like that. So <laughs> get I, mean. I didn't know, I didn't know when I opened it anyway. You're helping the other the other listeners, uh, Jacob. Sorry, we've run out of time. Quick, quick answer. A trade price is two hundred and fourteen thousand five hundred rand. Retail two forty one seven hundred rand. You can continue the conversation on my email jmushukwa at gmail dot com.